Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What a beautiful text from Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, that's written to the Christian as Paul reminds the church there at Ephesus that you have been saved by grace through faith. Through the faith of Jesus Christ, through the gospel message, you're saved by grace. It's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. You're not saved by works in the fact that you would boast that God would owe you because you worked so much for Him. There's a lot of things to consider from this text, and we're going to talk about By grace are you saved, and we're going to discuss that today. We want to look at what is stated here of what God has given to man, but on the other hand, how man receives the grace of God. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, Denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, Titus 2, 11 and 12. God's grace has appeared unto man to teach and instruct, but will man accept the teaching of God's grace to deny his life and to accept Jesus Christ and his wonderful gift of salvation? Again, dear friends, a great discussion about the grace of Christ is just ahead, but first of all, a thank you to our Jay Webb for his kind introductions, and you'll hear Jay throughout our broadcast talk about our study offers and things that you can use and tools you can use in the study of God's Word. We're grateful to all of our listeners, and we really appreciate you tuning in and listening to our broadcast. Now let's talk about, by grace, are you saved? Let's think about a couple of things for just a moment. Think about, as we're taught concerning the grace of God, think about the blood of Jesus Christ. To these Christians, they were cleansed by His blood. 1 John 1 and verse 7 tells the child of God that if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanses us from all sins. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins, Matthew twenty-six twenty-eight. When we talk about the blood of Christ, we look at God's blessing and His gift unto man. And so for the next few moments, let's consider our study of the grace of God with the subject, By Grace Are You Saved? And let's consider God's side of the matter, and then let us think about man's reception of God's grace. Before we do that, let us pause and let's talk about the victory in Jesus Christ through the grace of God, a wonderful study that we offer through our works here at International Gospel Hour, and our Jay Webb will tell us all about it.
We are so thankful for you, our listeners, and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study offer on this program is Victory in Jesus, a wonderful study booklet. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff and our study. For by grace are you saved. Let's talk about God's grace unto man. When we consider God's grace, Isaiah 35 verse 4 says, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, He will come and save you. While we understand that our God is a God that is just, yet He has provided for man to save mankind. When we consider the wonderful grace of God, think about what God gave concerning His grace and expressing His grace to man. He gave His only begotten Son, that's affirmed in John 3 and verse 16, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that He gave Christ. What wonderful grace that people would obey Christ. We understand in Hebrews 2 and verse 9 that we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, Now listen, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. It is through the grace of God that Jesus died for us that we might live. Hebrews 9.22 affirms that almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. But indeed the shedding of Christ's blood, as we noted earlier, will save man all through the grace of God. By grace are you saved, and we see what God has spoken concerning His grace. Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the worlds. In Isaiah 34 and verse 16, Search from the book of the Lord and read, Not one of these shall fail, not one shall lack her mate. My mouth has commanded it, and His Spirit has gathered them. God has spoken concerning His grace, a teaching grace of which we learn in Titus 2, verses 11 and 12. Today we are studying together and learning about the grace of God. Let's also think about God's grace in a conditional way. I mean, when you think about it, God's grace is given unto all men, all men rather, but it is a conditional gift. Do you know there are individuals that will turn down the grace of God? 
You know, in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8, we see the staggering verse of the Bible, at least I think of it that way, with all the wickedness and things that were going on in the world Genesis 6 and verse 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Although Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, the Lord commanded him, in verse 14 of Genesis 6, to make an ark of gopher wood, to put rooms in the ark, and to cover it inside and outside with pitch. He commanded Noah to build that ark in order to save his family from the world as God was going to destroy the world with water. When we think about this, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, but Noah had to respond in faith and obedience to God and His will for him to embrace and accept God's grace. We once again go to Titus 2, 11 and 12 that tells us, "...the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that..." Denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age or in this present world. Let me ask, dear friends, when God teaches these things, if an individual fails to deny ungodliness, will he or she be saved by the grace of God? Well, absolutely not. If we fail to live soberly and righteously and godly in this present age, Will the grace of God save a man who has no regard for the grace of God? Certainly not. God's grace is a conditional gift. It's the greatest gift of all. And why individuals would not accept it, it is amazing. When we talk about by grace are you saved, it's not by our own works or what we do. After all, Romans 3.10 tells us, There is none righteous, no, not one. And in Galatians 2 and verse 16, Paul says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law no flesh shall be justified." Now, Paul is speaking of the works of the law of that of the Old Testament, that an individual can do all the things commanded therein, but if we're not justified by faith in Christ and by the faith in Christ Jesus, then we will not be saved. Dear friends, when we talk about works and labors, a lot of times there are misconceptions about works. James chapter 2 talks about works being expressed of faith that an individual with their faith in God expresses that not by walking around saying, I have faith, I have faith, but expressing that obedient faith by works or works of action or how we respond. It's not the works or the number of works that save a man, but the power of faith in Christ and the grace of God. For example, let's put it this way. I heard a preacher friend named Lee Hodges say this many years ago, Works are what a saved man does, not what a man does to be saved. You know, dear friends, so many people consider, for example, the command, the obedience of baptism as a work. It's not a work of man, friends. It is a work of God, the operation of God, who has raised Christ from the dead, Colossians 2 and verse 12. And so we're not going to do works to where we say God owes us heaven. 
but our works and our action is a response of our faith and obedience to Christ. I love to look at the thought of by grace are you saved through faith, and to see God grant unto us the Spirit of grace. Listen to Hebrews 10, beginning with verse 28. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore a punishment, suppose you, shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Here's the answer. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongs unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Again, that's Hebrews 10, 28-30. Individuals that will despise the Spirit of grace? People that will turn away from the grace of God and what God has provided? Oh, God forbid, dear friends. And when we look at what God has granted unto man, there is the promise of joy. Listen to Isaiah 51, verse 11, a verse that would give promise to those back in the days of Israel to come back unto God. Listen to the promise that even stands forth today. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. The promise of God's grace unto man through the blood and the cross of Jesus Christ. We see what God has given and how He has directed us and taught us that grace indeed is a conditional gift, that He will grant it unto us, to everyone, to obey Him, but it is our choice. It's not by the works that we do, but the obedience we express. Dear friends, is it not a greater joy to embrace the spirit of grace or to, as the scriptures say, to do despite under that spirit? God forbid. Dear friends, we've seen God's grace granted unto man, but let's see what man can do and should do with God's grace. We'll talk about that in a moment, but first, our Jay Webb has another wonderful home Bible study that we'd love to send you absolutely free here from International Gospel Hour. Here's our Jay Webb, and we'll be back to continue our study of By Grace Are You Saved. Your friends at the International Gospel Hour are offering absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. You may study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. Feel free to give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. The salvation of God is by grace. By grace are you saved. We've examined God's side, how God granted unto man His saving grace, 
But let's consider man's side and man's response to the grace of God. Hebrews 5, verses 8 and 9 says, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Well, dear friends, what if we fail to obey God? Is he our author of eternal salvation? Actually, when we fail to obey God, we think back of that verse in Hebrews chapter 10, where we have now done despite under the Spirit of grace. Let's realize that all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 We need God's grace in our lives. We've sinned and we've fallen short. And dear friends, man must hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. He needs to hear what he is to do. And what he hears from God in his teaching of grace, man needs to respond. In Matthew 7 and verse 24, Jesus said, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken unto him a wise man, or I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Now, if we remember that wonderful parable, and it's a beautiful little song that our children sing in Bible school, we understand that Jesus is talking about the two builders. The wise man heard and did. He built upon a rock. The foolish man heard, but he did not obey, and his house fell. In Hebrews 2, verses 1 and 3, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? Dear friends, is it not possible to neglect the great salvation? It is. There are countless millions that are neglecting the salvation of God, and You very well may be at a point in your life where you have been neglecting the salvation of God. You know you need to make a change. Dear friend, be thankful for the grace of God that has come unto man. And dear friends, man must come to grace. He must respond unto the grace of God. In Matthew 11 and verse 28, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest to come unto God and His grace. Again, as we note from Titus 2.11, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us how to deny, how to change. And even verse 13 of Titus 2, how to look unto the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. To the Christian in Hebrews 4 and verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. If the child of God needs the grace of God continually in their lives, is that not true for the sinner that needs to come unto God? We look at the works of God. You know, when we think about the works of God that is available unto man, 
Jesus in John 9, 4 said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can work. In Acts 10, 34 and 35, when Peter was at the household of Cornelius, he said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that fears him and works righteousness is accepted with him. Again, dear friends, we're not working for what we can gain, but we work and express righteousness through our obedient faith. By grace are we saved. And let's think about how unto man, how man must live up to that spirit of grace and how God provides for him to walk faithful. In Revelation 2 and verse 10, the Bible says, To be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Now let's keep in mind what we studied earlier. An individual is faithful by the life that individual lives. And that individual will express the works of Christ within his life. Again, man does not do works in order to be saved, but a saved man will express works by his faith. Listen to this warning of Second Peter 2, beginning with verse 20. He's writing here to the Christian, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Dear friend, a person can leave Christ and go back and live an ungodly life. And it's going to be worse than the beginning. It's going to be worse than how they lived before. Peter goes on to say, For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than, after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Oh, God forbid. Never let one turn away from God who has walked faithful. Peter concludes and says, But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb, The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Dear friends, by grace we are saved, and we need to make certain that we live up to the spirit of grace, that we walk in a faithful response to our Lord again, Denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Titus 2, verses 11 and 12. And then, dear friends, let's think about the fulfillment, the completeness of joy when we are obedient to the grace of God. To the church in Acts 2 and verse 47, we find that they were praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. They were walking in the grace of God that brought salvation unto them. In Acts 8 and verse 39, we learn of Philip and the eunuch. You know, Philip had been sitting in that chariot teaching the eunuch. He taught him about Christ, and when he taught him about Christ... They came to a certain body of water, and he said, Here is water. What hinders me to be baptized? Peter said, If you believe with all your heart, or rather Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And the chariot stopped. They got out, and Philip baptized him. 
And the Bible says, When they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. The eunuch went on his way rejoicing because he had responded to the grace of God in obedience to his will. He had responded to the grace of God. He said he believed in Jesus Christ. He listened to the teaching of Christ. He made that confession of Christ. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. No doubt he repented of his sins because if it was commanded by Christ in Luke 13, brought forth as a fulfillment of the Great Commission promise in Luke 24, brought forth in Acts 2 and verse 38, there's no doubt that eunuch repented of his sins and when he was baptized, he went on his way rejoicing. His sins were remitted like they were in Acts 2.38. What a wonderful thought, dear friends. And that is the response to the grace of God and to walk faithful for Him. Let's pause here, and I'm going to come back and kind of summarize our study today. But once again, here's our J-Web for something special for your smartphone. The International Gospel Hour app is available for your iPhone or Android. Go to the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android. Search International Gospel Hour and download our app absolutely free. You can have access to our website, social media, podcasts, our YouTube channel, and other resources, all by the touch of your finger in the palm of your hand. Please download the International Gospel Hour app today. Is of grace. Paul told the church, by grace you were saved. We see through God's grace that he gave his only begotten Son, and how God has spoken through his word, how his gift unto mankind is conditional in the fact that man must obey and come to the grace of God. We can't work ourselves to heaven, and we need that spirit of grace in our lives that when we are obedient to the gospel, there is the promise of joy within. So let man accept the teaching of God's grace, realizing that man has sinned, that we must hear what God says unto us through his word and come to the spirit of grace to allow God's works to make the difference in our life through obedience to His will, and that we can live up to the Spirit of grace. What a wonderful fulfillment. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.